0: Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Huron. Great to have you along. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, I hope you enjoy it. Love to hear from you. You can always email me podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Oh yeah, we're up there. And uh, of course, pretty much everything we talk about on the podcast is up at motonz.com, onthrottle.co.nz, and of course, Kiwi Rider magazine since 1984. All digital. KiwiRider.co.nz Can you tell what motorcycle I'm riding? That is a good question. I'll give you a couple of hints. I have ridden it before. It is a brand new class of motorcycle for this manufacturer. A 1250cc engine. No? Nothing yet? I am on the back of the Harley Davidson Pan America Special. And yeah, we've covered this motorcycle before. We covered it when it was first revealed. We've covered it when it was launched. I've ridden it and reviewed it for the podcast. I have ridden it extensively around the top of the South Island. And Harley Davidson contacted me and said, Would you like another Pan America for a couple of weeks? And given that it's the middle of winter, I couldn't say no because it's the Pan America special that has heated grips was cruise control it's no secret that i love my cruise control so i said yes um and i guess we're going to cover it again and maybe give you a bit more information that we didn't cover last time so harley davidson pan america uh it is harley davidson's adventure tourer it's got a brand new engine from harley davidson the revolution max 1250 cc engine Fuel injected, water cooled, it's got rider modes, it's got variable valve timing, traction control, all the fruit. All the stuff you would expect. Right now I'm running along in street mode, but I tell you what, you put it into sport and that Rev Max engine is absolutely brutal. It's great. Um I got my feet uh, I got my feet on the pegs, the pegs are under me as opposed to a foot forward kind of cruiser like we're used to seeing from Harley Davidson. It's got, as I said, heated grips, cruise control. It's comfortable, man. It's a great bike. We've got a full-color TFT display and all the electronics you could ever want. You can connect uh, the, the, the bike to your phone and use the Harley-Davidson app to organize your, uh, your navigation, your music, answer your phone calls, all that sort of stuff. Of course, you'll need some sort of headset. I'm using the cardo pack talk edge talking to you right now on and the quality that you're hearing now is the quality you can expect if you and a mate were both using the pack talk edge and having a yarn to each other on the back of the pan america i've got the krieger us 20 strapped on to the grab handles sitting on the pillion seat it's also got a small um Cargo rack on the back, but uh, it's an interesting thing about the cargo rack, I kind of think it's a little bit of a waste of time. Um, it's got a, a weight restriction of two and a half kg, which isn't a lot. Uh, so I'm going to prattle on a little bit more about the Pan America. A little bit later in the podcast, we're going to bring to you another winter riding tip thanks to our mates at Protector Insurance. If you missed it last episode, I'll reiterate for you. If you go to motoNZ.com, there's a link there, you can get a quote. Uh, if you go through to the winter riding se- uh, tips section of the website you can get a quote from Protector uh, for insurance on your motorcycle now I wouldn't usually promote them in this way they're not paying me to say this but I did a quote from a Tenere 700 and was very very surprised at what they cover and the price the monthly premiums I'm saving uh, $15 a month on what I was paying for insurance for another insurer. So I'm quite impressed. Uh, they'll give you your 50 bucks back if you do a Ride Forever course. You can get uh, track day cover. You get roadside assistance. You get heaps of stuff for your money, man. Way more than I was getting with my previous insurer. And as I say, I'm now saving money as well. So uh, head, and head to motorwensier.com. Go to the Winter Riding Tips section, check out those Winter Riding Tips, and of course, uh, do click on the on the button and get a quote from Protector Insurance. No obligation as well, you don't have to go through with it. So uh, do check it out. Thanks Protector for sponsoring our Winter Riding Tips. Hey, we might as well get into one right now, eh? Winter Riding Tips with Protector Insurance. They have your back, even in the worst conditions. Don't ride if the weather looks too bad. Some of us think we're hard, and we ride in anything. But do you seriously need to ride in a category five storm? If it's meant to snow, or if it's been severely frosty overnight, do you really need to take the bike out? Or would a car be a better option? If you are riding, be mindful of black ice on shaded areas or on bridges. Ride in the car tracks if necessary. Delay an early start if possible. Consider a ride of course in the winter months. There's a lot to learn and you don't know what you don't know. Winter riding tips with Protector Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles by motorcyclists see protectinsurance.co.nz for a quote today. That's p r o t e c t a insurance.co.nz. And I'm back and I'm still riding the Pan America, the Harley Davidson Pan America powered by the Revolution Max 1250cc engine, which is it's big news from Harley Davidson. It is a big deal. Um, I've got active suspension so when I come to a stop, the bike squats—not an awful lot—but I can control it as well. So I can make it squat straight away as soon as I stop, or you can put a time delay in there. So if you're, uh, you know, stopping reasonably often, you can have a couple of seconds before you, uh, before it squats on you. Quite a cool thing. Although I have had a couple of um, electrical hiccups, shall we say. So the first America I got last year uh, got transported down from Auckland to Wellington. I picked it up. It was stone-cold flat. Uh, Whoever put it on the truck forgot to put it in transport mode. And, of course, the alarm was going off the whole way down, and it was flat. No dramas. We charged it up, and I took it for a spin, and it was fine. Matthew Day-Gillett's one about the same time. He uh, he had some electrical gremlins and had to uh, pretty much keep it on a trickle charger the whole time. This one... I picked it up on Thursday. It's now Tuesday, or is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Monday, I picked it up on Thursday, rode it Thursday, rode it Friday. It sat over the weekend. Monday, it wouldn't start. Strange. I took a different bike to work. That was fine. Tuesday, or Monday night, it wouldn't start. Tuesday, it wouldn't start. Tuesday night, I stopped by the uh, local Harley dealer here, here in Wellington, Mudder Mart. Good guys, they helped me out, and they lent me one of their trickle charges. So I put it on charge overnight Tuesday night. Wednesday started up, fired first time, no dramas. But I tell you what, some of this is a lot of electricals in this bike, and obviously it just it needs it needs a good amount of juice. Just cruising over the Wainui Mata Hill now. Uh, it's more fun the other way. I'm going from Wainui into Lower Hut. It's definitely more fun. Going from Lower Heart to Wainui, 80k's an hour, all uphill and twistiness. But, um, it's all good. And, uh, if you're going the other way, I'd, I'd put the thing into sport mode and, you know, really go for it. Well, I wouldn't really go for it, i still do the speed limit and be safe. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of fun. A lot of response. If you get, uh, up around the five 6,000 revs mark, the, uh, Variable valve timing really kicks in, and it's got—it's uh, quite snappy and responsive. It's windy up here, though. I just come over the crest of the hill. You might be able to hear it. Oh, i have to be careful down here. It's—it's uh, it's quite blowy. So, um, electrical gremlins aside, the Pan America is a, a pretty good bike. Now, of course, this is the Pat America Special, as I said. So you get the active suspension, you get uh, heated grips, you get all the rider modes, you've got a custom mode, you've got off-road mode, and then you've got off-road custom as well. You can turn the traction control off to, I think it's the front wheel, it keeps it on the back, or vice versa. It's not the end of the world if I got that small detail wrong, I guess. Um, it's a cool bike, I really like it. And the seat is adjustable as well, so you've got two settings, a high and a low. You can also get, you know, different seats if you need a higher high seat or a lower low seat. The seat is very comfortable too, very comfortable. Uh, Full colour TFT display, which you can um, change the brightness of. A lot of buttons on the on the switch gear, on the controls. I don't use half of them. But, nah, you might. I find that you spend a, an hour or two, well, not an hour or two, actually, probably 20 minutes, going through the menu, setting up the bike, setting up your rider modes. You turn half of them off, because you don't need them all every day. And then um, you've got a quick, uh, quick scroll button on your right-hand side to switch between... Uh, modes. And you just I just cycle between sport and street most of the time. It was really wet on Friday night when I rode home, and I used rain there as well, but I just find that it uh, it's nice and safe, but I just find it probably takes too much away, too much throttle response away. That's alright. Not the end of the world. Also, kind of feels, well, it looks like, oh, there we go, we're squatting. What an uncanny feeling. It, it feels... It looks like a a large bike, and it it is. I mean, it's 1250cc. It's a big touring adventure bike. Um, Oh, it's turning. We're not turning great. But when you're on it, that, that weight and that size melts away. It's not an overly heavy bike. Standard Harley kind of puts out a bit of heat. I can feel that on the inside of my thigh and my boot at the moment. It's not unpleasant. It's not, nothing crazy, I, I, I can handle it, you know what I mean? We'll go this way. What else can I tell you about this bike? Um, Ergonomics-wise, I've got the seat in the high position, which it I like. It's It gives me a nice, um, more comfortable geometry uh, in the bend of my knees. I don't like too much of a bend. So the high position is good. And then the fact that it squats means I can touch the ground really easily. If it didn't squat, I would still be able to get to the ground easily, but I wouldn't be able to flat foot it. Not a major. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. The screen up front is adjustable. And you can adjust it from the cockpit as well, which I quite like. Takes a lot of wind off me. The wind shadow at the top of the screen hits around the peak of my helmet. I'm wearing the Arrow Commander helmet. That's a lot of wind out, a lot of wind noise, and um, not much buffeting either. The rear brake has got a nice feel to it. The clutch, very, even though it's still a cable clutch, it's still a very, um, a very easy pull. Front brake, nice bite to it, really good. And the gear lever, uh, I don't have the problem. ...that I've had with previous Harleys. And even the Sportster S, which has the same engine pretty much as this. I don't have the problem where I I keep getting a neutral. So that's all good. On the dash at the moment, I've got quite a bit of information displayed to me. I've got fuel range, 46 kilometres, and I've got a fuel light on at the moment. I noticed that kicked in uh, when I had about 61 kilometres left it's reasonably conservative but good trip meter A, trip meter B outside temp 15 degrees engine temp 89 degrees volts I've got 14 of those Uh, what else have I got on here gear lever uh, sorry gear indicator big digital speedo with, it is digital but like an analog kind of taco Uh, tire pressure front and rear clock you know all the stuff that you would expect but some nice nice good readouts there as well cruise control's good seems to work in pretty much any gear at any speed i've tried it in second and third 50 40 40 to 50 k's now that works great obviously it works up at the uh you know upper end of the speed limit 100 k's an hour 80 k's wing mirrors are quite nice I found it difficult to, uh, to get them exactly where I wanted them. But once I sorted that out, they're, they're good. No dramas there. They're elegant. Classy. They're fine. They're um, metal stalks with decent uh, oblong-ish uh, mirrors on them. We've got automatic indicators on this bike as well. Never really come to terms with them. I, I'm not a big fan. Because you indicate left, you turn left, they cancel, that's fine. Indicate right, you turn right, they cancel. Indicate left or right to change lanes. And obviously they don't know that that you've changed lanes because you haven't turned, so to speak. So they do or don't cancel. And then, of course, at roundabout, say you're taking the third exit, you're essentially turning right, you've got to indicate right on the roundabout, go around and then indicate left on your exit. But of course, they're doing a self-cancelling thing, and if you are indicating right and you clip left, it will stop. I don't know. You've just got to like, you've got to look down to know what your indicators are doing. Take your eyes off the road, which I don't particularly like. I don't mind cancelling my own indicator. So, I don't know. Small things, right? Nobody makes a bad bike now, but they do make annoying things sometimes. You know, all, all Harleys have self-cancelling indicators, as far as I know. So, it's a thing, whatever. Yeah, comfortable bike. I like it. One thing I don't like about it is, and it's a double-edged sword, because I love the engine. But I don't like the engine. I love the engine for its power, its responsiveness, its fat, grunty, go, go, go. I think they've done a really good job there. What I don't like is, and, and it's because I ride a 700cc commuter bike. Well, it's not a commuter bike, but I commute on it. Uh, the 1250cc just chews through the gas. And hardly advise you use the expensive stuff. And with today's fuel prices, that's 50 bucks worth of gas. Where am I going? I'm going this way. And then because it's got sport mode and it's grunty and it's awesome, you find yourself just wailing on the throttle mate, way too much and using up all that gas. So, as I say, the engine, double-edged sword, it's, it's great, but it's also, it incites the hooligan in me. Insights, excites, all of the above. The last time I had a loan on one of these bikes, it was the, um, the lovely kind of gunmetal gray version. This time i've got the midnight black and uh i don't i don't i don't dislike it i don't know if it's the one i would choose polarizing front end on this bike too some people love it some people hate it i don't think there's any such thing as a pretty adventure bike i mean even even my daily it's pretty ugly I think if you want a pretty bike, you've got to have a sports bike, like you know Ducati Pannigale or something like that. Unless you're into cruisers, and then you might think some of the Harley's are, are pretty. It's Sports S, That's that's a fantastic looking bike. Not a fan of that front wheel, which just makes the bike, eh. and you know, bad uh, not bad, but lack of uh, suspension travel in the rear makes it quite uncomfortable. But it's a great looking bike. I don't think the Pan America is repulsive, but there are nicer looking bikes out there. But you don't buy it for its looks, do you? You don't go and buy a Toyota Hilux because it looks sexy. You buy the Hilux or the Ranger because you need a ute or you need a four-wheel drive. have been doing this whole cruise though in uh, cruise control at about 50 kilometers per hour and I, I like that. I. I I'm doing the Western Hut Road at the moment. There's not much traffic around. I'm pretty sure I'm in a 70s zone. Now the cruise control on this bike, uh, unlike a bike that I tested and rode a couple of episodes ago, is not adaptive. So whatever you set it at, it will stay at until it can't stay at it no, any longer. I would be surprised if Harley-Davidson in the next iteration of this bike or a facelift model or something don't install adaptive cruise control because Well, let's face it the oppositions to this bike have But what do you know? We wait and see as With every motorbike these days it comes down to what you need out of a bike, right? What do you need it to do? Do you need an adventure bike? Do you need a enduro bike? Do you need a commuter? Do you want a commuter that you can then Take up a gravel road. I do a gravel road on this bike, I don't know if I would do much more than that. There's a lot of electronics that could be damaged if for example you did some hard off road stuff. But Molesworth Rainbow Yeah I do that. I probably wouldn't do Mungatatu in the in the Nelson region. But then I've seen people do Manga Tapu on an R1250GS, so comes down to what you're willing to do with the bike you have purchased with your own money, doesn't it? I don't think there's anything blaringly wrong with this bike. It's got a few things really right, really well sorted. So well done to Harley-Davidson for creating an adventure tourer. And I would be, and I have been, obviously. If you haven't, go to YouTube, search up Moto NZ, and check out the Top of the South tour or earlier podcasts around the end of last year. I have done a decent road trip on this, and have been quite comfortable. Out of the two bikes we took, this and the and the uh, and the V-Strom 1050 XT, this was the more comfortable one. But we were torn as to which, if we had to buy one, which one we would buy. course you put a multi strata in the mix like that multi strata v4s that i rode a couple episodes ago and wow if i had to pick one of the three then the multi strata is it but then i wouldn't take the multi strata on any more than a gravel road either a beautiful tourer comfortable upright wide bars but too pretty to go anything more than a gravel road but that pretty much wraps us up that's pretty much all I have to talk to you about at the moment. Um, this episode was meant to be live from the Aurora Downs trail ride with the, uh, the sexy Beta RR430. Unfortunately, uh, because of all the wet weather we've had, the trail ride has been cancelled. So, uh, Todd and I might still go out somewhere and Have some fun on the bases. But you'll have to stay tuned to next week's episode to find out. Uh, Hope you're doing well. Of course, you can always email me any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. Email me podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Check out motonz.com, the hub for all things motorcycling, uh, written and photos that I do. Onthrottle.co.nz is Matthew Day Gillett's website. He is a news hound. Always chasing down leads, writing up stories. Latest Kiwi Rider magazine is up at kiwirider.co.nz. Uh, get hold of us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok. My TikTok account, uh, no, not my TikTok. My Instagram account, uh, T7 Adventures, has just ticked over 10,000 followers, which I am stoked about. Imagine that, 10,000 people think the shit that I put out is actually worth uh, following. So, thank you very much if you're one of those. If you're not, go and follow them. That. And, of course, um, Beta Motorcycles New Zealand. We're putting out a whole swag of beta content there. So, go and give Beta Motorcycles New Zealand a follow as well. That's the plugs over and done with. My name's Ray here, and this has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.